Hi, this is. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Hi, this is the girls you don't like, and I'm Carson. I'm Bailey, and thank you for listening. Um, so, dang, I'm trying to remember what did we? What was our episode about last week? I like totally um, forgot. Was last week the reality TV show? Yes, reality TV. Okay. With 4th of July, and then my youngest daughter was her birthday, and then over the weekend, I think we got invited to stuff from friends, like, to go on a boat. So, ding, I've had a very busy, <laughs> unusually busy, <laughs> uh, or unusually social week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, ding, that feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> I'm just like, what? What? That was a week ago? That feels like a month ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I know. So we were just talking about The Bachelorette. Oh, that reminds me. We got to watch the second episode. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah. So, and, um, yeah. And that was fun. So, I like that girl, Charity. I think she's cute. And then we talked about the Kardashians and Real Housewives and how Bailey needs to start watching the housewives so <laughs> yeah and, uh, well well we'll see if you don't like it you don't have to <laughs> i'll probably like it i just haven't watched it yet so it's it's different like it it's i feel like it's like way more drama like more belligerent but they're older too so like i don't know jake is always like if watches these like middle-aged women like fight <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know, it's kind of funny <laughs> to me. It just seems like the next stage of life. Like, I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, like 10 years for me. But um, it's a lot of them, like 20 years. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, it is It's interesting watching them, like, desperately try to hang on to their youth. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. It's just funny to me. So, but yeah. anyway, so we just, we talked about that and... But today we are talking about ADHD and um, so yeah but anyway before we get into that Bailey how was your 4th of July? Oh it was fun um, this was our second 4th of July with Penny so but this one was a little more fun because <laughs> yeah I mean last year she was only a few weeks old so um, but yeah, so it was fun. We went swimming, had some fun treats and food. Um, yeah. Just hung out with our friends. So yeah, it was it was pretty fun. We enjoyed it. That's nice chill. Fun. I mean, it was a little stressful just because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how these moms, maybe it's just because I'm still new at it, but I don't know how these moms are like hosting like such beautiful like perfect <laughs> you know like like an assortment like you know their uh charcuterie boards and like just like this grand looking you know the insta this perfect celebration you know like yeah and i'm like i feel like i could barely do what we did and it was so stressful like <laughs> so <laughs> hey you know, know what just since I'm like a step further than you seriously you build endurance to all of that stuff like I I feel like that too but I probably uh well I know I do I accomplish more than you do 
but there's other moms that are step ahead of me on the mom journey and they accomplish more than me you just like over time you just figure it out and you know so like don't beat yourself up about it because you know you're gonna you're gonna get there <laughs> and like and you know if it's like and it's little things that like you don't think about now like that you prepare like a week before instead of like the day before whereas like when you're young and before you had kids you could like wing it and just pull it off the day of or the week of like yeah we had a bunch of residents over last minute and i'm surprised because jake is not a social person and he invited all all these residents over all the new interns um for their first year of residency like they don't have a family or friends they don't have like a community because they're starting july 1st and um so he invited them all over and i was shocked that like we actually pulled that off our house was kind of messy and totally cleaned the house got all this food ready i already had like a bunch of hot dogs and stuff like that because i had already anticipated for fourth of july i just only planned on it being our family not a bunch of people <laughs> and you know we just like over like over after doing this like so many times like it's got it gets easier and easier every time because you kind of figure out what works for you and what's an easier meal what meal is is harder so you need to like make that meal a week or, or like a couple days before or even like a week before but just stored in the fridge you know and and also having more money helps too yeah <laughs> not that i have more money right now but like if you had like an extra fridge that you could store all of that type of stuff in and nobody touches it until fourth of july more like storage then yeah it would be much easier to host like a big beautiful party and if you had all the beautiful serving trays and themed dishes for you know like that's what i can't wait for when we're done with residency that i could afford to buy like the cute like wood trays and like that's like the shape of the american flag that i would only use for fourth of july or american <laughs> holidays you know mm -hmm. and like all the halloween stuff and all the christmas stuff like that is something i'm so excited for you know and Mm -hmm. the, the, all that stuff that you see on Instagram, those people are just like further down that road, you know, and yeah, but yeah, it's like, it's easy to totally compare yourself. Like, I don't know about you, but I've been starting to see all these TikToks lately about like, let's normalize not having a, like this perfectly aesthetic house. And they're usually, or like, let's normalize a normal middle-class home. And, like, I totally see what these people are saying. Like, it, it's not, like, that might not be your normal to have, like, this picture-perfect home that's, like, your into interior design and you have, like, perfect pictures of your family and your kids, you know, and just, like, it's always clean and organized and even your organization is beautiful. <laughs> like, but... <laughs> It's also like, there's nothing wrong with that too. And some people like are more savvy and they figure it out. Like you, you'll just figure it out your own way, you know, like. Yeah, and, I um, mean, it's also, she is only one, you know, yeah. and it, she does not like being left alone most of the time right now. Like, yeah. like currently in this moment, she is like very, 
needs attention. So, like, yeah, it's yeah. a little hard to get anything done. So, yeah, but and yeah, I totally okay. I didn't, I didn't realize you were like talking about that specifically, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's you know, if I, like my well, I didn't really have babies that were like needy like that, um, but. I don't know, like you, you'll figure it out or do it during nap time or bedtime, you know, like you'll figure out your groove, you know, like, cause everybody's kids are different and have a different situation. And, um, so yeah, you, you got it. You'll, if you want that, you'll, you'll figure it out so you can have it. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I did a lot of that stuff during like nap time or you know well I don't know actually I probably didn't because I'm a procrastinator I probably did all of that stuff at the very last minute and <laughs> yeah I guess that's that's kind of what goes into my issues that I'm not the kind of person like when she's napping I'm like I'm not gonna go do all this stuff I'm gonna rest I'm gonna take some yeah. me time like I'm not because yeah I guess I am kind of one of those people who I don't need the, I'm not saying there's anything wrong, like, I think it would be great to have, like, the aesthetic looking home and stuff. I'm obviously in an apartment right now, so it's yeah. kind of not totally possible at this moment, but, um, yeah, I'm also just not someone who needs that or wants that as much as other people do. Um, yeah. Um, so it's, like, I don't care if it's, like, I have no decorations up in my apartment right now, like none <laughs> and, um, it looks like there's like no personality in this home right now hey <laughs> that's okay like I obviously uh, well not obviously I don't know what that's like I think my new word that I'm overusing <laughs> um I do care about decorations and a beautiful home and seasonal decor Mm -hmm. That's something I've had to really work hard on is to let go and be like, it's okay for our house to be plain. It's, I don't need that stuff. That is a want. That is a totally 100% you know want. Is not a need. Like, our money. I feel like it goes into, like, how we were raised. Like, yeah. we, we definitely came from a family that was, like, we celebrated. We did all this, like. Yeah. My, like, mom always made everything like super fun and like extra you know and yeah. I like loved that so yeah I think I've just had to let it go now that I have to pay for it <laughs> so it's like, yeah and, and when, like, like I don't mind paying for it but right now it's like that's it I when it doesn't yeah, fit yeah, the no budget room. yeah there's and, no room in the budget so yeah and like I don't know Eric's not like he didn't grow up that same way like yeah he didn't, do all the extra stuff so it's kind of like he doesn't get it you know so it's <laughs> kind of hard for me to want to push for that when yeah it's obviously it's just not in the budget anyway but like, yeah it's hard to want it more when it's like I just know it's not possible at this moment but yeah and yeah. like that's a inappropriate season of mindset life. yeah to just accept that that's a season of your life that's not possible for you and you know like I one thing I did do though like if it's just a little side thing that helped me be okay with not having my house look seasonal is just go out and do all the seasonal stuff in your community 
that's like how you feel right. the spirit of whatever season it is and then that'll help you feel like you are doing stuff and you don't have to have it in your home specifically like the really the yeah. only holiday that i have invested any of that extra stuff is is christmas Halloween. and Halloween. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, well like at that but like christmas is a little bit more like yeah you know even though halloween is my favorite but christmas is like where you have to have the decoration they're a part of the traditions you have to have a yeah. tree you have to have lights. There's also like, like a you know, level of respect that comes with like, yeah, Christmas. Like it's like you can't not. Yeah, but, like those are the sta- those are the staples. That's the foundation. Yeah, Christmas is the tree. Is the tree it's like the most like expensive the ornaments? Yeah, the most expensive decoration Holy cow. ever. I had no idea how yeah. much it cost going into yeah. just like the ornaments. I was like, yeah. wow. When we like had to buy our own ornaments, like to put on the tree, I'm like, dang. Yeah, and like these are like the silly little cheap ones you know (laughs) yeah so well like jake and i we had a little mini tree for a long time that was our tree until our third year of medical school so we had been married for that was like our fourth christmas together by then and i was glad that like even though i thought it was so dinky and dumb it 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 was a good um step because i had some ornaments enough for the little tree and then oh, each christmas i add on a couple more you know and mm-hmm. and i actually love all the and because i've done that too like i actually like all of the ornaments instead of having to buy a bunch of them at the same time and i had to go cheaper well like i still have cheap ornaments but like the gross plasticky ones like i have i feel like i have some cute ornaments that are gonna be they'll be sentimental to me forever you know mm-hmm. and um and then all over time i could add in more more filler stuff that's like or or like make my own i've made a lot of my own ornaments too so but um yeah yeah, yeah that that's like i guess that's my other thing if you are a crafty person like figure out how to make it yourself because you well it depends on and what that's it is. our mom right there yeah it's... it depends on, mom she was like i i don't want to pay for that i could do that myself and so she made like everything you know like yeah. so that's how we but had such a fun if you are celebrate everything budget, so yeah but if you're on a budget though that is not all always the cheapest route to make it yourself <laughs> so just like add it up put it in your am thankfully there's like amazon now so i can literally add all of the um all of the equipment and stuff whatever not equipment like every piece that goes into the craft put it in my cart and add it up and be like oh okay you know what it's actually gonna cost half that price for me to just buy buy it (laughs) off Etsy from somebody else (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um so or like I said earlier just if it's if I want it done a specific way or to look a specific way and it's too much to make it myself too much to buy it from somebody else I just go without and just save it on Pinterest hopefully I'll remember it and that way too like when I'm like do that and I'm like hold off and then if I like wait like a month usually it's like I'm not fixated on that anymore and I don't even care about it I don't want it anymore. oh true you know 
That, that is, is like a good segue. Yeah, that's a good segue. Yeah, because <laughs> for real, like there, I guess I just have little. I don't always do that stuff, but I do have like little ways of manipulating myself <laughs> with when I have ADHD to where I'm like, because I totally am a shopaholic. I I get like mm-hmm. serotonin from buying things and fill the hole in my heart with that (laughs) but you know it's that's like there's nothing wrong with that but like it it can get out of control you know and thankfully Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I've had the last six years of being poor with my husband where I've had to learn how to control myself you know Mm -hmm. and um so anyway but yeah that is i heard somebody say that too on a podcast i I don't know which one it was but they said that they do that where they if they find themselves fixated on something that they want to buy like a new pair of shoes or you want to get a bunch of new leggings or some random thing like decor or whatever the newest gadget the newest like the the creamy the ninja creamy or something (laughs) if you put it in your cart and then you every time you want to go and buy it you say hold on let me wait until tomorrow let me wait and and you just kind of make yourself wait after like a week or two you're not even going to be fixated on that you're going to be fixated on the on the new thing whatever it is like for me it's not always like the latest gadget like i'm not like i'm not like that sometimes it is whatever is trendy right now but a lot of the times it is like shoes or a new backpack or a gym bag or these like i've been wanting these like nike metcon shoes they're like for weightlifting they're like kind of like a flatter shoe for squatting and deadlifting and every time i want to go buy it it's like a 150 dollar shoe then I'm like, oh, let's just hold off. Let's pump the brakes. And then I don't <laughs> think about it for a month. And it's like, oh, I must have not wanted it that much. I just got hyper fix- fixated on it. Like, and that's a that's totally an ADHD thing where you just hyper fixate on something. You can't stop thinking about it until the next thing comes around, <laughs> you know? So anyway, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's what we're talking about. It's ADHD today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made me think of like, you know, when you're, you're out shopping and you are like, oh, look at this cute shirt. And then you're like, okay, I'll just hold on to it. And you like go around the store and then yeah. by the end of it, you're like, okay, actually like, I don't need it, you know? Yeah. No. And like, maybe that's like, uh, you know what? I feel like sometimes I need to like force myself to go back to that old school way of shopping where you're actually physically walking around and feeling mm-hmm. it and looking at it and trying it on because online shopping I feel like at least for me I am somebody with ADHD I'm diagnosed I have a really bad which um, you so I just feel like online shopping is like you just see all these colors and all this stuff and you see like all uh, all these people are talking about it and that looks cute on that girl and her body shape kind of looks like mine like maybe that'll look good on me or you know like and mm-hmm. it's just like you add it add it add it into your amazon cart or wherever i'm usually an amazon person and um and then yeah 
<laughs> but then yeah, you know, I mean it is. It's so tricky though, because yeah, I feel like and, they totally get you, and then yeah, and it's like it's kind of like uh, I guess I, when you were mentioning. Sorry, I got a kid running in here. <laughs> Hi. Okay, go hang out with Dada. Go hang out with Dad. Um. So anyway. Okay, so just to kind of, I, right now I feel like I'm like talking a little bit all over the place. So <laughs> let's uh, bring it back. So I sent Bailey a bunch of stuff that I saw on Pinterest. And here, I just have to add this in real quick. I was diagnosed with ADHD 10 years ago. So I, and I was an adult, I was in college, my first semester in college, and I just got diagnosed through my school, through their counseling center. And um, when I, I had to fill out this whole form, like this questionnaire thing about my whole life, and then somebody close to me had to fill one out for me too. So they had like a different person's perspective. And I thought that was interesting. So I had my mom do it because she, knows me more than anybody and I didn't really like have anybody else that I was close with like that and um so she filled it out and then I it turned out I was in the 93rd percentile for ADHD so that is that's a lot <laughs> that's pretty high <laughs> yeah that's pretty high and and it, it makes sense because I just a little bit of my background um I really I always struggled in school but I was very smart and I always did very well on tests, but I, I just, I never did homework. And then in high school, I was a, I w was an avid reader. And I might've mentioned that before on this. I don't, I don't remember if I have, but I read a lot. I read probably like two to three books a week, I'd like chapter, full on chapter books. I was, I was hyper fixated on reading. I was obsessed with it and um and it, i'm really grateful that that was it was that and not anything else <laughs> so, but it, it did like i i would get grounded from reading my parents would take away all of my books i would have teachers get mad at me for reading in class because i'd be reading instead of paying attention but i always did well and on my tests i just never turned in homework so my my grades really suffered because that's the bulk of your grade is homework um and until like my sophomore year in high school i never like had a teacher that like actually like i had nice teachers before that but i never had a teacher that like actually like cared about me a little bit more than all the other students <laughs> you mm -hmm. know and that was um my english teacher who Bailey actually did not like her. <laughs> it did not have a good experience with her, but um, she yeah. she loved me and her um, she actually like encouraged me to, and she personally recommended me to try AP English for my junior year. And you had to get um, a per a teacher recommendation to uh, join the yearbook and for at least like if it wasn't your freshman year in high school like i think that when i was a yearbook half of our class was freshman students so i had to get a personal recommendation just to join yearbook and she thought i was an amazing writer i love to write and that I, in high school that's what i wanted to be i wanted to be a writer 
And I still do. There is still a big part of me that would love to do that. I just, uh, I don't know. I guess I've just not hyper fixated on that anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I was a really good writer and I like started writing a book my freshman year in high school. That's a funny story that I'll talk about another time. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, like it, she was like the first person that like saw something in me and like saw the best in me, you know, and, and encouraged me. So, but she would get mad at me and she would call my mom too and be like, this, what is up with this girl? Like, but she never once said, I wish that she like went one more step. I just don't know how like common ADHD was. Like it was around and we, I had heard about it, but like she never said, Hey, I think your daughter has ADHD because she mm -hmm. does so well on all of her essays and her tests, but she is not doing anything else. And that's what's bombing her great. And when I was in AP English, I, like obviously that was like my first realization and for me as a parent now i always look back on this memory that my teacher she was like you are a great writer but you just are not on the same level as all the other ap students because they've been in honors classes since elementary school since junior high and they they're like on like a they're they have a higher endurance for this level of academics and i she's like i think you should drop back down a regular english or else your grade is going to suffer. And it, it did make me sad because I was really wanted to challenge myself. And, and that's another thing with ADHD is like you get discouraged easily. And that, that discouraged me. Whereas like when I look back, I think like, Hey, I could have stuck it out and like rose, uh, rose, rose up to the challenge or I don't know. That sounds weird to me. <laughs> how I'm saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but uh, I didn't, and I, you know what, I didn't really have any uh, other than that one teacher, but I wasn't in her class anymore. So I didn't have like somebody like her in my corner and I didn't have parents that were like, no, do it, we'll help you out. We'll get a tutor, like, you know, like stuff like that, that like my husband who was a great student, obviously he's a doctor now and all of his siblings are doctors or going to be doctors where he, when I, he tells me like how he grew up was that they, his parents were very much like, no, stick it out. We'll get you a tutor. We'll do, they like had that type of support for him. And, you know, and, and that's like, that's okay. Like I'm not, it's just like, I didn't real, realize that that was like even an option for me, you know? And, and that's like how a lot of, I think that's okay to recognize that because a lot of families are like that. And then there's families like my husband's family where they just, they go the extra mile, you know, like, so anyway, but, um, there, I just like, didn't know that that was my thing until I was in college and I thought I had a fresh start and I was failing classes again. And then I was like, what is, why can't I figure this out? Like, why? I'm like, this is supposed to be a fresh start with me because I really had a hard time in high school <laughs> and <laughs> just something that like, I don't really like to share this about myself, but I think is important to share for this episode because this is a reality for a lot of people with ADHD and hopefully it, it seems like it's getting better because more people are understanding ADHD and with social media and everything, mm -hmm. they're sharing like what works for them. And it's being talked about more. Yeah. And that wasn't and more recognized. How, yeah. 
Like, and I, I had to drop out of high school because my grades were so bad and I was so behind. Also like growing up Mormon and we went to like not being more, like, that's not the problem, <laughs> but uh, I, we had, went to a high school that had a lot of Mormon kids and we had seminary, which was a church class that you take up every day as a, during high school. And most people in other areas, they get up at 5.30 in the morning and go to their seminary class before school starts. Well, we had so many Mormons that we had to have it during the day. So we it took out a credit that uh, from our school day. And I'm the oldest, so my parents didn't know this, but you had to make up that credit by taking an extra class or not taking a lunch or taking summer school or or eight hour or seventh hour or whatever, or eighth, eighth hour, whatever. I can't remember which one it was, but, <laughs> and, um, but I never did any of that. Like, I think only like my last two years, I didn't take a lunch, but it was kind of like too late. And I had already failed a couple of classes and, and I, I was a cheer my first year of school. And that was going to take like my PE credit. And I didn't realize I had to go and take PE just to make up for not being a cheer anymore. Like little things like that, that just added oh, up, wow. you know? And so by the time I got to my senior year, they told me that I had to make up like three classes. And like, so I had to take an A hour, no lunch and an eighth hour at school. And then I had to take like three online classes on top of it mm -hmm. just to graduate. <laughs> and yes. I was like, you know what? I hate being here anyway. I don't have any friends. <laughs> and I'm just, I hate this school. I hate everybody here. I'm out of here. And so I tried to do like online school, but then they wanted me because it was like a different uh, jurisdiction or whatever like they were gonna make me retake classes that I had already taken and re-read re re books that I had already read for school <laughs> and I didn't like totally remember everything so I couldn't just like ride on memory mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I just was like you know what I'm getting my GED and so that's what I did and uh, I'm like not I don't like tell a lot of people that so but <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've just shared it on the podcast, but it's like something that like I it totally was that outcome was from being undiagnosed ADHD. So and um and I it's I am like it is what it is. It happened and I am who I am because of all those experiences. And really I am grateful because knowing the type of parents that I have, they probably would have put me on ADHD medication as a kid. And I'm so grateful that I didn't have that experience of being on those type of medications through like the most developing years of my life. And, you know, like it just for me personally, like if, like if you're listening to this and you have a kid that you have them on medication, I'm like not judging at all. I've been on medication for years and I, as an adult throughout college till I got married and um, I only stopped because I had I was pregnant and breastfed and I had to figure it out like kind of more holistically because I really wanted to breastfeed my daughter and um and I could that was all I could afford too I couldn't afford formula <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I had to make it work <laughs> and anyway um sorry I'm rambling but 
Anyway, so we got some things to kind of, from other people, other people's perspectives to share that, not just my own, but I just kind of wanted to share, like, just a little bit of my story, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, And there's also something to be said about how um, women are so much harder to be diagnosed with yeah. ADHD and autism and everything on the spectrum and sensory and stuff like yeah totally we, just, we mask it differently and stuff like it's just yeah and i think there's something about um the actual studies for like adhd and even autism they were studied on males males men, yeah or boys oh whatever. yeah and totally. so it's like it's it's not really studied or at least it wasn't. I don't know about now. Um, oh, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. There weren't studies for like girls and like women. So it's like a little, it's a lot different because we're different. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, well, totally, it's nice that it's a lot more recognized now. So hopefully that will help a lot of people. But yeah, for people like you, Carson, when like that wasn't as known and like, wasn't picked up on where it's like I feel like high school teachers might recognize that more now so yeah. they might be able to like intervene or at least like you know like I totally think that what was her name Miss um Miss Burge Burge right I'm like I know it started with a B I think she totally would have like yeah asked mom it... and dad you know because she really did care about you and I will say <laughs> Carson mentioned <laughs> my my um interaction with her um well i guess just all growing up since carson's my older sister and i had a lot of teachers that she had um here and there at least in like junior high and high school and um whenever they would like go through the role at the beginning of the year and they're like oh gooch um oh wait like carson gooch and i'm like <laughs> yeah and they're like I'm like yeah that's my sister and they're like oh okay um gotta keep an eye out on you then like, <laughs> that that was said like multiple times and I'm like okay yeah like but it was it wasn't usually like a really bad thing like it just was like, yeah a, I wasn't a funny even thing. bad like, mm -hmm. you were I, yeah, just like, like teasing you a lot yeah they were know? teasing it wasn't yeah. like a oh yeah. like an actual like bad thing yeah um but it was funny though when I got to um that was block I think um yeah my so, sophomore yeah. year so she was the English teacher block I don't know if other schools have this but it's it was a combined class of it was a two-hour class but it was combined and it's a larger class of um english and world history, history. yeah world history, history. and so <laughs> since i think we've brought this up before carson and i are opposite in a lot of ways not every way <laughs> but we do have some like polar opposites um yeah and carson as she said she was a really great writer and i was not in school um i was definitely more into math and science i was not my brain wasn't didn't compute like that with reading i didn't read that's probably what it mainly was <laughs> but, um, but yeah so my writing wasn't very good and miss burge called me out on it 
a lot. Um, <laughs> I remember her pulling me into the hallway and was like, um, so this essay, it's not good. It's really bad. Um, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was so oh shook. God. I was like, she for real really just bad. like point blanked me. Like, and she's like, I don't get it. Like, you, your sister Carson is so good. Like, why don't you ask her for help? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not her. <laughs> like, I wish yeah. I was. But like, and she's like, well, just ask her for help because you need some help. And I was like, okay, thanks. Like, oh, my um, gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You're I like, thought she was I'm still just... cool. I wasn't mad at her. Yeah. I just thought that was, like, endearing that she yeah cared about you and remembered that yeah so. well and in her way she cared about you too like by saying yeah. like hey this isn't good come on you could do better she did that stuff to me too though and i think that that's why she really i i think that was her way of showing like she, i remember her like telling me in front of the entire class that i had horrible handwriting or something oh. <laughs> and then i was like what i don't i've never even been known as having bad handwriting but yeah, like i don't know if you remember they would make us take those notes like so fast oh, so yeah. i'd be like writing as fast as i can so i'm like yeah of course my oh, handwriting is crazy because i'm like trying to keep up with you uh-huh. and you know the and, amount of anxiety that note yeah. taking gave me was yeah unreal. so anyway but here, I'm going to read off this list. I texted it to Bailey so that way she could see too. This is like if you think that you might have ADHD, here are some symptoms that you might think are your personality, but they're actually ADHD symptoms. And just a little, uh, I guess just a little forewarning or not forewarning, but like there is a spectrum of ADHD. Like you if you don't like have to go out and get diagnosed and get put on medication like Mm -hmm. if you are functioning person it's just like nice to kind of be aware that this yeah this might be a weakness for you be and these are the weaknesses of adhd but also these are the strengths and i'll talk about that later on but um so here are just some symptoms so chronic lateness time blindness and that's totally a thing and be, and I have to say just a little thing, because I know I'm always late, I'm actually usually on, on time and early now. That's something I've personally worked very, worked very hard to overcome. But that means that we leave our house half an hour before anything. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for real, I, like, have to overdo it or else we will be late. Like, so that's just, like... Just, that's what I mean. Like this, it's just nice to know. Oh, that I struggle with that. I, I, if you want to work on it, great. You know, like now you know there's something if you want to work on. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you don't have to like be me. early. <laughs> so daydreaming, zoning out. That I think that that is the number one thing that oh, if you do that you have ADHD. Like I, I do that so much. I'm in La La Land. This is something (laughs) that like, I am kind of embarrassed about, but I told my husband about this just like a year or maybe a year and a half ago. Actually, no, almost two years ago. And I have, he did not know this about me. And I was so like 
so embarrassed to tell this to him about me. <laughs> but it's just funny. It's just probably makes me seem like very like like crazy you know <laughs> like but like i talk to myself a lot like i'm just like if we're in the car i like i'm like oh playing out gosh. a conversation but to oh myself my gosh. you know and it's just like a way for me to clear my brain like i'm just like thinking out loud but i i saw something that was like if you talk to yourself that is the beginning signs of psychosis and i was like oh my oh, gosh am i like rude. going crazy but i think that this is an adhd thing i this is just a, something i must have learned as a kid just how to declutter well, my so yeah the daydreaming zoning out like i i'll talk to myself i know it's so crazy and weird and zany i'm gonna be some kooky grandma just <laughs> like, and, uh, like i just i seriously envision that that or i daydream about that <laughs> that mm -hmm. my my grandkids are gonna be like grandma carson is crazy like, grandma carson. Yeah. yeah so but i do that all the time and it's like usually i i don't know like it is like kind of like a daydreaming thing thing to me too like that's a a form of daydreaming to me is just like talking out loud and usually I'm like just talking to myself or like I and there's something further down on this list that'll kind of um have a, a or what kind of reference back to the what I'm talking about too so the next one is social butterfly and then burnout and I have never seen that symptom but that totally makes sense to me because I have always I, I, this is something I've kind of realized about myself is that I am an extrovert, but I've, I've heard this term that like you're an introverted extrovert where like mm -hmm. I, I love being social and I like talking to people and I'm very good at like making friends and making connections and I just will go out and just talk to anybody. And, um, but I do like get burnt out. And then when I get home, I like always tell Jake, I was like, Hey, I need to decompress. Like I need to sit down, watch a show or be on my phone and it that is like a form of introversion where like I need to just only focus on this and like not talk to anybody and you know mm -hmm. like so I think that it could it could be that like maybe I'm not even an introvert I'm just like burnt out from like focusing on somebody and having a conversation yeah <laughs> and now I need to let my brain wander you know so mm -hmm. anyway so yeah, mind wandering during conversations. That is, that's pretty typical, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> interrupting. <laughs> you probably guys have heard me interrupt Bailey multiple times on this. <laughs> and here's the next one. And this is so spot on for me, at least is hobby hopping. So, and that's like when you get hyper fixated on like a new, a new hobby it could be anything athletic crafty artistic reading academic whatever like just you get fixated on something you learn everything about it now you're bored with it you move on to something else and so um which that's not a bad thing to me at all yeah it's like frustrating if you kind of get onto like hoarder status of how much <laughs> things that you have for all the things that you've learned but I actually love people like that. That's like one of the things that I fell in love with Jake for because I had never met anybody else like that. You know, like my mom is like that. I'm like that. 
and Jake is like that and his Jake's dad is just like that too and so <laughs> I just knew like hey you're never gonna get sick of me for getting into something new like and, yeah. and me investing money enough, in your time yeah yeah I actually talked to Jake about this um a year and a half ago when you guys were down in Arizona I saw this post that um someone said there needs to be like a service where you get to like try new hobbies and then like you like resell it or like send it back and they send it to like the next person it's like oh, an adhd yeah. train like where hey that's you're a good just, idea like, spending all this money like yeah and then it going to waste you know like where you could just send it back it's like a little trial service for hobbies and yeah i told jake that because i he was in that phase of after he finished um I forgot what they're called, like, the rounds that you guys did. Um, the clinical? After you were traveling. And oh, then, like, yeah. Yeah. And then you were home, and he was, like, trying all these different hobbies yeah. and stuff. Like, I'm like, that's what Jake needs. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. That should be a thing. That should be a thing. Because, um, yeah, once, like, we... Like, at least, like, seeing, like, my father-in-law, who has, like, a, a bigger budget... He, like, got into lots of very expensive things that he doesn't do anymore. And, like, that's I, – I think it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But that, like, as a person – for me, I'm like, dang, um, this – yeah, this is going to add up. I'm probably going to spend <laughs> a lot of my money – our money on just learning some random thing I'm just obsessed with. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so here's the next one is executive dysfunction – where like you're lazy unmotivated and that's that is like one of the biggest downfalls of adhd i have had a lot of jobs and i've gotten in trouble at a lot of jobs for maybe not doing my job all like the best way you know and that is something with adhd that there are st statistics that show that people with adhd have a hard harder time keeping a job and like I said, there is a spectrum, so that is probably that's like the worst case scenario. I feel like I kind of fell into that <laughs> myself. <laughs> like some of my stories from our work horror stories, yeah. That those were like horrible experiences that I don't think anybody else has really gone through. Like what I went through, like getting fired and stuff. And it's really humiliating and embarrassing, you know. And but, and that's some of the downfall to it, you know. And then there's like procrastinating, memory problems. I think the memory problems has more to do with not focusing, on, like not being present because you're thinking about something else. I don't think it has anything to do with like your memory actually fails you. Because I, I like that my, in my family, like Bailey could attest to this, that um, everybody teases me about having a horrible memory. And I don't oh, think yeah. that I don't think that I have a horrible memory. I actually remember the things that I remember. I remember very well, and I remember like a yeah. lot of random stuff that people don't remember. I think I just was in La La Land. Like I'm not even paying attention to what's going on. Like and so <laughs> I remember yeah. my own whatever was going on in my own brain, but I don't remember yeah. like somebody telling me something or what family trip that we went on because I because of my ADHD because I'm just doing my own thing you know and that makes sense yeah so that that's just I just kind of wanted to 
articulate that a little bit. Um, so hyper focus talked about that sleep issues. Yes. Um, but I think that this has more to do with like getting hyper focused on something. And so now you're not sleeping because you're thinking about something, your brain is still going. And there's a couple of other things that I'll talk about later on that I think that I, in my personal experience really help with sleep. Um, overeating or forgetting to eat i totally do this oh my i totally do this and um like we're i don't know if like anybody else feels like this but i notice that for me like when i first wake up in the morning if i'm like feeling motivated to clean my house or get shiz done like i <laughs> am not eating i like don't eat at all i'm not oh, even yeah. thinking about eating and then finally when i'm like done and it's like 4 p.m. and I got all oh this gosh. so much stuff done. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm you're starving. like lightheaded, and, and I have like, a headache. Oh yeah, gosh. and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't eat anything today. Yeah. And then yeah, and then if I'm like, yeah, overeating, I I, I think that's like more reward sense. I I found some like blog posts that I think kind of play into the overeating, um, that were interesting. Um, so buying planners, journals, etc., and never using them. <laughs> that was like very specific. I was like, oh, um, yes, um, I definitely did that. So much to the point where I don't buy them anymore because I'm like, I'm not, I don't use them. Don't waste your money. I mostly buy them because they're pretty, you know, that, that's really it. Mm -hmm. Um, mood swings, emotional dysregulation. Um, I, um, I think that most emotional dysregulation, I think that that is a little bit, I've never, I'm not really a moody person. I guess it depends on your personality, but, um, I, I do feel like that if I like get in an argument or something or something like kind of triggers me or something, um, like I, it's i've always said this like bailey you probably heard me say this i i can't bounce back like just get to happy get over it get happy like i need like a time frame to bounce back you know so i don't know i maybe that's like and maybe that's like getting hyper fixated on the emotion i don't know why maybe that's just a me thing i don't know <laughs> so uh, um practicing or replaying arguments in my head at length and that's kind of is a callback to what I was talking about with the talking to myself. Like, that's something that I do too. Is like, maybe I'm like, oh, maybe I should have said this instead, or I don't know. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not even just like arguments, like any social situation, you know, like sometimes like for the podcast, I'll kind of talk to myself and like kind of practice talking about the podcast. Like, and it's kind of like a warm up for me, you know, and, or like if I'm going to an event and I'm like, feel like I haven't been social in a while and I feel like, felt like the last time I talked to somebody, I was really awkward or just super like, like did not have good conversations and it felt like re very random and didn't flow. Like I'll, I'll even like practice talking to like help me talk better, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That sounds so I weird. Think that's also like an anxiety thing. Yeah. I think I've seen something like that where it's like yeah. you're you're practicing, you know? Like cuz I I remember and this is like kind of a random example, but whenever I'd like go bear my testimony at church, 
<laughs> I like practiced it in my head like a billion times before I got up, and that's like what would take me so long for like yeah. getting up was that like I wanted to remember everything I wanted to say, and then you never actually say everything that you meant to say. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I feel like that's an anxiety thing too, like where you're like you want to be prepped. And then, of course, yeah. there's the whole, like, you're replaying what you said, like, after the fact, yeah. like, a billion times. So. Yeah. And really, like, a lot of these things, I think that they're very normal as a human being. And mm -hmm. so, and that's what I was, like, trying to say at the beginning. Like, if you, like, find um, yourself in, in this, like, you recognize things in yourself you don't need to go and get diagnosed right away and get put on medication like i think a lot of things just are just like human things like but some but for adhd people i think that you should only like really um confront this in your life if it is in your interfering with your personal success and yeah. things like that it's like affecting your yeah life. if it's truly yeah. affecting your life then yeah and for me it affected my life in a lot of ways and it's i mean right now i probably still does but thankfully i'm a stay-at-home mom and i have a husband that works very hard and i will like won't have to work because of him and i'm very grateful for that but like i do think a lot like dang if i truly had to have like a job like every day every week report to somebody like i think i would still struggle with a lot of these things even now even though i've grown so much and learned so much over the last 10 years so you know that's just like yeah food for i thought. mean it is like a you have to live with that for your whole life like even yeah. though you've gotten your routine like you you do the things that like help you know how to help yourself and that's yeah. like what you should do like if you do feel like you resonate with these things but like it doesn't mean that it's gonna like cure it you know like it's yeah you're gonna have to live with it forever you know so yeah i mean honestly like what i like was struggling with with trying to figure out what i was gonna say on this podcast is that i i don't know like i feel like it it is what we were talking about how there's like a a spectrum of it and yeah. there's like a, a wide a wide range I truly, like, in the last few years, seeing it, like, come up more on social media and, like, my husband got diagnosed while he was in college a few years ago. Um, and it's been really difficult for him and how it affected him in school and stuff, like, um, and being diagnosed so late and stuff. Um, but after, like, seeing him and noticing how similar him and I are with how we react to things <laughs> it's like oh like and I reading this whole list and like stuff that I I've already known about myself um I've always known that I'm uh it's called a highly sensitive person yeah and I was looking this up and it actually apparently is not a disorder for someone it is actually in the spectrum of ADHD um, which yeah, I, what I think is so, it is, yeah, it's all like so interesting because they all, they all kind of feed into each other. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of crossovers between just sensory things, you know, but, um, and you know what, I, 
when you brought that we just like she mentioned this to me right before we started recording so i don't know too much about it but just it does make sense because i notice that in myself too like mm -hmm. i'm yeah. not like i'm not like as like a as, as sensitive of, of a person as bailey but i you know i do get over um overstimulated you know by things which so it's so funny so like and that's kind of what i brought up how i feel like growing up i always thought like oh me and carson are opposites so like i couldn't be something that you were like because i always thought like we were were different <laughs> you know like that's such a weird thing to think but like yeah it's I like always... we grew up in the same home. We had the same experiences. Like, we just have different personalities. Yeah. But, like, but, we, yeah. Like, you, even though you weren't diagnosed, like, I always knew you as how you are, you know? Like, yeah. and I always knew that you were this person who had ADHD, even though we didn't know you actually had it. But, like, yeah, I knew you as that person who had it. And so, if that makes sense. Um, and so, I feel like, oh, like... No, Carson has ADHD, and I'm so different than her, like, I don't have it, you know? And I know there's a lot of people that relate to this, where it's like, oh, I'm not as bad as that person. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not, like, squirrel every five minutes, you know? So it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have ADHD. Yeah, and I'm squirrel. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> yeah. um, and so learning that there's, like, so many sides of it, and... It's just been really interesting that I honestly think I do have it. I just, oh, for me yeah. personally, I don't, it's like what you're saying. Like, I don't feel like it has affected me too much to where, like, I need medication, like, for myself, like, and how I feel about medication. <laughs> but, like, um, so it's kind of, I do, yeah, sorry, kind of got twisted for a second there. Um, oh, no, it's okay. I've always known that. I am like a highly sensitive person and learning that that's actually just a trait of ADHD. It was just kind of interesting. Um, and reading off this list and just in the past few years, I'm like, oh dang, like, yeah, I am late all the time. Like just going down this entire list, I'm like, I resonated with like almost all of them. So it is kind of like a, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, it's just interesting like just because oh, you feel yeah. like other people are different than you like and that maybe you don't want to feel bad for like that sounds so dumb but like you don't want to feel bad about saying that you struggle with something like i don't know if that makes sense yeah no but... it totally does and you know what i think that there's something like about our culture like like i was saying earlier like nobody ever said anything to me and when I first got diagnosed, I had a blog at the time and I wrote a blog post and I shared it like on my Facebook page about getting diagnosed with ADHD and just some stuff that I had learned from watching all these documentaries and stuff like that. And my mom, our mom, she texted me and she does this all the time. She still moms us to this day <laughs> and like all of our siblings we've all gotten these messages from her where she was like warning me to not share this publicly because there is a an like a negative stigma about adhd and she didn't want anybody to think that about me but you know what like i you know 
I don't know. I guess it's like kind of like what people like share, like I'm going to start losing weight and they like share their before picture. It like kind of keeps you accountable. So sometimes like I like I'm not a very, I'm like kind of in the middle. I'm not a, pri a super private person, but I don't share everything. I'm not a, like at least on social media and person to person. I'm an oversharer for sure. I like I I I tell you all my dirty secrets, you know, oh, yeah. like, and uh, but um, and we're you know, I'm just weird, you know, but. I like I just think that like something like that and also gives people awareness that like somebody normal in your life has it and yeah. so that way and that's how you break the stigma by showing like hey um, well this person has it but they're not like this or this type of person that I thought only ADHD people were even though like I think I probably it's it's probably obvious to some people that I'm I'm a, I am kind of squirrely sometimes you know <laughs> like and, and um and i'm just into everything like and but the, i think the difference between me is that i'm good at a lot of things so i think that maybe mm -hmm. people mistake me for just being a very talented person which i am but that that has to come from somewhere and yeah and that's one of the things that is a beautiful strength for my adhd is that it's allowed me to realize that I am talented in a lot of things because I would have never been interested. I probably would have never been interested in any of those things if I didn't have ADHD. Like, you know, just like how our family dynamic was, like we, our grandma wants to dance to you. I probably would have just been a dancer and would have been creative only in that way, you know, like, and instead of realizing, hey, I'm, I'm really good at drawing and all of all these other things and writing and reading and you know just and lots of other different types of athletic things so like i <laughs> i saw a TikTok about adhd and this person was sharing that all of the strengths of adhd and i totally agree with that that like even though like it it mentioned on that list that executive dysfunction you could seem that you're lazy or just like not a good worker at the same time i am faster than a lot of people when i am like in work mode i'm faster than everybody oh, yeah. i'm faster i'm more efficient i'm better at it i could get a lot more done and done the right way than probably a normal person but you're gonna have to deal with a few days of nothing getting done <laughs> between that. I mean, that's kind so of like, the strength of procrastination, right? Is that uh, you had to, like, it was that practice of procrastination. <laughs> like, yeah. You got uh, used to, like, getting it done, like, you know. And... Yeah, but, like, I, I feel like it's different than procrastination. Like, I feel like procrastination is, like, your deadline is today, and that you waited until today. And I guess I'm speaking more, like, it's like randomly sporadic oh gosh fixation on getting stuff done and mm -hmm. so and, but also like it's kind of different i don't like have deadlines like that anymore i like every now and then i do from like illustrations that i do or photography but but well, like now is it I, like bursts of energy isn't yeah that so that's like what i mean like a burst of energy but when i get that like like uh this is maybe a difference between jake and i were like 
I will get stuff done. Like, and he'll he'll like a he'll get some stuff done. You know, like. <laughs> but also, he's not like used to like doing the stuff that I have to do at home. You know. And mom raised me in a way that, like, I was the one that was really good at cleaning. Like, I had to do it perfect. <laughs> like, so when mm -hmm. I clean, I'm like, I'm a deep cleaner. And that's something I'm kind of learning now, like, to kind of flip-flop my method is to be a tidier, not a deep cleaner, you know? Anyway, oh, yeah. rambling. That I guess that kind of <laughs> leads to the next thing. So this is, um, like, I thought this was kind of funny. <laughs> so just kind of poke fun at anybody with ADHD if you see yourself in this. But um, so this is the ironies of an adhd -er. So you hate it when people ramble and don't get to the point, but you often ramble and don't get to the point. <laughs> you get overwhelmed by clutter and mess. So that's kind of a callback to where I get over overstimulated by things so mm -hmm. i get overwhelmed by clutter and mess but you avoid cleaning and oh tidying gosh, up so, so you're part of the problem you know i am the problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> and impulsively say things that might come out wrong um easily take offense <laughs> to how people say things <laughs> um which like i don't know i feel like i'm not an easily offended person i don't know but oh, i do I say stuff all the time that's like oh crap so that is um, one thing i have always known that you and mom taught me at a very young age that i am a very easily offended person yeah <laughs> i've always known that about myself and yeah i don't know how to change it so <laughs> yeah i guess just the awareness kind of helps a little bit but yeah so here's it can have trouble sleeping when most needed will easily fall asleep at the side of boredom <laughs> I, I don't know that for me I, but i'm not a napper but so that doesn't really apply to me but i could see that for anybody else um and here's the last one i think that this one is so so probably like the golden one out of all of this is can be so supportive and kind to others has a loud inner critic towards themselves. At least I feel like that for me, uh, that is like really applies to me. So, mm -hmm. and- um, That's so know. Eric. <laughs> yeah. So here, just cause we're running out of time a little bit. I loved you that you brought up the highly sensitive person and we could bring that up. But I just wanted to bring up just a couple of holistic ways to treat ADHD that I have learned other than medication and i i'm not going to talk about medication too much but i have been on medication for years i've been on adderall and i've been on an alternative medicine that's not true traditionally used for adhd but it's um, it's not addicting because um i i had like a scary experience at college I won't go into details, but it just like I passed out at a grocery store from Adderall and it was scary. And, you know, and, um, but and so that made me want to try something different. And, um, so on that other medication, I was on that for years until I, my first pregnancy, and then I went back on it after I miscarried. And then I found out I was pregnant with Austin. And, um, so uh, medication 
it does work. It, it does work. And, uh, but I have tried to go on it since having children. And I don't know if, if I'm just different or because I have little children and my, my life is different than before I had children and I'm more overstimulated now than I was then because of little children. And, um, <laughs> but I have noticed that I've had to stop taking ADHD medication every time I have tried to start it. And because it makes me very anxious and, and, uh, and sorry, like TMI, but like, just my, I felt like my physical health wasn't the best. Like it, I felt like it made me have like diarrhea a lot, like the nervous poops, <laughs> like just like anxiety, anxiety, diarrhea, you know? <laughs> so, and, um, like, and that's just something like, obviously I, I care about my quality of life. So that wasn't worth it to me. And it made me very agitated and, and I don't want to be that type of mom. So like I, you know, I personally chose to not do that, but because of like having Austin and breastfeeding her and having to figure out like how to be without medication, um, it, I already kind of had skills from that. So I just wanted to talk about, um, so the first one that I could say when I first got diagnosed with ADHD and I, I cannot, I cannot remember wh what documentary I watched this on. I try to find it. It's, this is very old and I watched it on YouTube 10 years ago. So I try to find all these old resources, but there, there's new studies that confirm what this specific doctor said. Um, and it was a documentary talking about how like children uh, that have been on amphetamines for ADHD since they were ch children are more likely to become addicted to uh, hardcore drugs. And because amphetamine is basically a version of meth and amphetamine. So, and that since I'm ADHD, uh, since I'm Native American, I've always been super concerned about possibly becoming addicted to something and want to avoid <laughs> anything. So, yeah. so medication, even, and even though I was on medication for years and when I even like just a funny story, when I got dying, this is just shows how much of a bubble I was in and did not know anything when I got diagnosed with ADHD and got was given my first Adderall prescription my doctor because I was in college he said you better hide this bottle and don't tell your roommates that you're on Adderall because they will steal it from you and I was oh. like what oh I was like gosh. okay <laughs> like okay and then I realized later on from like other friends in college they were like yeah meth is speed which even then yeah. I feel like I've never known anybody that takes speed for fun I don't know but I guess I'm just a more wholesome person. I don't know, but <laughs> like, and so anyway, um, but I was just on it for years. And so with Austin, I had to figure it out on my own. And from this, I remembered this documentary that I had watched where this doctor said that exercise is medication. And I tried to find this article too. It's from the last year or two. I swear it was in Ivy League College. I, I think it was like Yale or like, I, I can't remember. I, I tried to find it, but I, I'll keep on looking for it. But it was very interesting talking about how these psychologists at one of these Ivy League schools 
that they had done this experiment with all of their patients with depression and anxiety, which depression and anxiety are go hand in hand with ADHD. They are symptoms of that. So, and there have a studies that show that women that have been diagnosed with anxiety actually have ADHD. Um, so I, I just thought that was interesting. But, um, and I have struggled with depression since I was a teenager too. And um, so, but they decided to, instead of give their patients medications when they first see them to prescribe exercise. And then they'd come back in a month and then see how they felt. And if they still had their symptoms, then they would put them on medication. And all of their patients that exercised all their symptoms of depression and anxiety went down from exercising. And I thought it, that was so incredible and just confirmed my own personal belief in this, that exercise is medication. So when I had Austin, I started to exercise more. And obviously I've talked about it before that I love to weight lift. I love to go to the gym. And it's because of that experience that I had. I, I, it did. I started to need it where I needed to exercise for my mental health, not just to lose the baby weight, to, to check off that box, that checkbox of, you know, being a healthy person. It really was like, I need this to be happy. I need this to feel like, oh, okay, I got that done. Now I could get this and this done. Whereas days that I don't exercise, I am way more lazy <laughs> and like just okay with not doing anything that day so mm -hmm. that's just like my own personal experience and there is this article from the atlantic that um confirms that and they have this picture of this brain scan that is pretty incredible and i just totally i just like i don't know for me so today i went to the gym and i've been pretty lazy with my um, like I've been going to the gym like once a week and like on average since we've moved here to Florida and it just seeing this stuff just motivated me to be like, oh my gosh, why have I been doing this to myself? And it seriously, it shows your brain when you exercise, just how much colorful and you got all like all the ranges of colors within your brain from being stimulated in all the right ways and your brain, when you don't exercise, it's just like dark. And there's just like, it's not getting stimulated. You're not getting that creativity and all mm -hmm. of that. So I just thought that was interesting to share. And and we can and it, post that on our page yeah. too, if you want to see that. Yeah. And it can, seriously, you don't have to exercise the way that I exercise. Just do whatever you like. And whatever, I think that a lot of it too is it is lowering your cortisol levels and the, um, the stress in your body is, is, beneficial enough so if that's just going for a walk riding your bike go taking a yoga class go taking a, a kickboxing class or high fitness or zumba or just playing just dance on at home <laughs> like whatever you could do to move your body every day i have never ever regretted exercising ever like yeah when you're sore you're like oh my gosh i'm so sore but my mood has never been negatively affected from exercising and i just i just believe in that so much and then there's this other stuff this is a little bit um more intense but i found this person from um, pinterest and i'll share her so if you don't mind intensity 
then I'll share it just in case. But she's a mom with two ADHD children. And this is just interesting to me because I see in my own daughter that she probably has ADHD. And um, which some of the stuff I'm not like totally, I don't totally agree with her. Like she's anti-sugar, anti-gluten, dairy. I'm like, I don't personally, I don't agree with like removing groups of food from <laughs> your diet. Hi, Penny. <laughs> but um, there, she does mention something that I've heard more and more about is red dye. Um, hold on, where did, red dye forty, and how oh, that yeah. that is that there is a direct link between that chemical oh, yeah. and hyperactivity. So I guess if you, for me, I have a kid that gets very hyper. And I mean, I love it about her. It doesn't bother me, but I guess we'll see. In the next few years, she started kindergarten this year. If this affects her life, like the way that it affected mine, then I don't know. I would be open to trying to heal, like to help her with food and instead of going straight to medication. And that's just a personal mm -hmm. choice. Like I said earlier, if you medicate go for it it is yeah. it is easier in a lot of ways and it, it does help you know but i just for my personal experience it didn't make me feel good after i had kids like i physically did not feel well and i felt agitated and all the stuff that i don't want to feel so anyway bailey you could talk about your uh the hyper i mean yeah and honestly like even just I've thought this, like, lately, and I, I don't know anything, so, like, I'm not saying this is, like, science or anything. This is just me thinking. Um, just with the red dye and stuff, like, it totally makes sense that a lot of people struggle with, like, ADHD and other, like, sensory type things because of how much our food has changed, and so I love that there's a lot more, um... A lot changing like there's a lot more options of like healthier and like the grass-fed you know all that kind of stuff I'm so glad that there's like more things becoming available because I totally think the way that our food has been processed and stuff has totally affected like mental health in America and stuff oh and so, yeah I totally agree with that. I, I've said this many times to many people. <laughs> I've always been interested in nutrition. And I totally think that a lot of all of our health problems are from our food and how processed it is. Like, yeah. And, you know, it's hard, though, because it's delicious. Okay. They know how to and make it taste pretty cheap. dang good. And it's cheap. Like, I've been very interested in like uh raw milk and grass-fed meat like you mentioned and pasture-raised poultry and all of this stuff and it's just like it's expensive like i met a friend here that has a, a cattle farm here and you could buy like a whole cow like th the meat and it was so expensive like for she told me for like half a cow it was one thousand dollars and it's not just like you and it is a lot of meat and it probably would last you a whole year so like when you break it down it's probably not that expensive but up front a thousand dollars that's like that that's not an option for my family and um and then it's not just that you also have to have this a big freezer to store it in 
and those big freezers, those cost hundreds of dollars. So you're not just committing to the $1,000. You're committing to an extra appliance in your house. You're committing to a higher electricity bill to run that appliance. <laughs> you know, it's just like other things like that. And every, I've been wanting to start a garden too. Every time I like go and add up the cost of like to build the planter boxes, all the soil, all uh, the fertilizer, educating, like, the education, that's not like, that's free, obviously, but it, that would cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to start your own garden. And I was like going to do that to save us money, you know? And I was like, never, yeah. this is not, okay, I'll just <laughs> say it, keep to my 20 twenty dollars of produce every time a grocery shop it's you know an investment that's for sure yeah like, and i'm sure it's worth it but oh yeah it'll it just be worth a it. lot of investments yeah and like and i'm willing to invest in that and the future when i we have that we're financially able to do that but like for people mm -hmm. that are in what we get paid every year that this is their life forever like it's like yeah they can't do that and that's like what a lot of people here in america are like and anyway it's just like it's kind of scary like it went anyway it's just food for thought this is just kind of like funny interesting episode to talk about and yeah. if you if you feel a little lost it is okay to feel lost and but these this is just strategies that we at least those were the two things that i did for myself was just uh, oh, and that's another, here's another thing I wanted to add to, uh, for ADHD, um, I noticed that for me, and I read a blog post about this from another mom. I tried to find that post, but I, I couldn't find it anywhere that was just showing like the studies of eating a sugary breakfast, um, really just screw you over for the whole day. And um, they've even done studies on this just for like nutritional reasons and nothing to do with ADHD, but like hunger, like how hungry you'll be in an hour based off of what you ate for breakfast. And um, I just noticed that for me that I, cause I, we grew up on cereal and <laughs> sometimes I, I still like to have cereal for breakfast. Not, I'm definitely, I'm an eggs person for breakfast, but every now and then, like I feel uh, homesick and that feels like home to me and um, yeah. but I've just had to learn to like cereal is a dessert and not a breakfast <laughs> choice for me and yeah. it seriously makes me feel so sluggish and it makes I'm starving like an hour later after eating it and so I just had to learn that that's something I couldn't eat and even other breakfasts like that like pancakes waffles um, sh very sugary breakfasts and there, like, there's nothing wrong with sugar, but just starting your day off when you have to like go to school, like if you have kids that are going to school or you have to go to work and you kind of have to start your day off productive, it, that's just, you want to set yourself up for success. So having a more high protein breakfast with, and they, they did studies that healthier fats um, are very beneficial to people with ADHD. So like I love avocado toast with an egg. That's like my one of my favorite breakfasts. Or just mm -hmm. cheese. Cheese is a good fat too, and it has protein Jeez. in it. Just put throw some cheese on your eggs, or 
you know, whatever. Like you, you figure out like whatever. Everybody has their different tastes and what they crave. So whatever works for yeah. you. But I learned that having a, a high protein, healthy fat breakfast just set me up for success and lasted me much longer than having a sugary breakfast. And mm-hmm. um, so, and like that's just the one thing with ADHD. You just you got like we were talking about endurance earlier that you really want to set up your endurance level for the best. And so starting the day off the best way you can, you're just going to be better. And it's okay if by the end of the day that you're slacking off, because that's normal. That's a human thing to like lose your drive at the end of the day. But, um, you know, I just like, that's just something with, for me, I knowing this about me has helped me so much more than if I just went through life, not knowing that, specific things that I would struggle with, you know? Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. So I really quickly, cause the, it's not as in depth, but, um, I was going to list off just like characteristics of like a highly sensitive person. Um, cause maybe oh, okay. you don't feel like you relate so much to like the other ADHD qualities, but like maybe you're like me and you like feel like the more like emotional side of it, I guess. Um, just cause I'm a very emotional person, which comes from this. So, um, you're easily overwhelmed, um, sensitivity to subtle stimuli. Um, you hate being the center of attention, sudden changes throw you off. Uh, you have a rich complex inner life. You're highly empathetic and compassionate. Um, you feel for others, um, you have like a huge heart, so big feelings, that's always been like a thing that I've always known about myself is like big feelings, and I feel like it's both a really great thing, but a big burden at times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, yeah, you get hurt easily, so you're obviously super sensitive, a great listener, intuitive, imaginative, um, deeply moved by the arts. I guess those are just, it's kind of a weird list. I got this from Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Those all seem like compliments, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Like the big thing though is like, basically you're just you get very overstimulated because you take in a lot of your environment. And so like being an empath, obviously, because you like feel other people's emotions and they like affect you pretty greatly. So like, yeah, you just get overstimulated a lot. So, um, yeah. So something I wanted to share was, um, just, um, self care tips, um, for, those things. (laughs) Sorry. I'm like totally lost my thought. Um, self-care tips for highly sensitive people. And this is like totally the same as ADHD, um, is journaling daily. Um, I don't personally journal. That's really hard for me. Um, I know I Instagram a lot. That's kind of like my journal for myself. Um, but using calming oils and lotions. Um, so just things that kind of like soothe you basically. Um, unplug from social media. Um, that's a big thing for sensitive people because you're, um, taking in, sorry, you're taking in 
a lot of other people's emotions. So I know like there's a lot of, I know a lot of empaths out there um, that I'm friends with that it's a lot, it's pretty hard when there's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot of news being shared and there's just a lot going on on social media and it really overwhelms people and like, so taking a step back from social media is really important at times um, and just focusing on you and yourself and like your your immediate bubble, you know. Um, cook a comfort meal. Um, and yeah, like Carson was saying, it's probably good that if it if it's better for you, but you know, if you just need some comfort, a lot of these like self-care tips are really just to calm yourself. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And, and you know what? it's interesting when you're reading off all this stuff, like I actually feel like I relate with all those things. Like, yeah, even though like we like say that we're opposite, like I've thought that I'm an empath too. Like maybe not, mm-hmm. not as much as you, <laughs> but you know no you can yeah. still be like an empath even yeah. if it's in your own way you know like, yeah you still and... take in other people's emotions and stuff like yeah it's okay yeah and then so spending time in nature um that's a good one get some fresh air obviously some sun on your face that's a good one for me i used to just go outside and like I used to like sit on the um, the diving board at our pool, <laughs> and I would just like lay there, and I used to like fall asleep on the tramp at times because I would just be taking in like the sun and stuff. Um, yoga, meditation—that's I know meditation is really helpful for a lot of people. Um, I've used to have the Calm app, and that was super helpful. For me, um, I know there's a lot of different apps, and even just YouTube is a good resource. Um, and pampering yourself, I'd say that's my biggest thing that helps me. Is I like to take a bath. Um, I know that whenever I'm like super overstimulated and stuff, I and Eric totally knows it. And I'm like, I just need to take a bath, and he's like, okay. And then I'll go and just do my own thing. And I'll. He used to actually. It was so cute when we were first married. Um, he would always bring me a Dr. Pepper when I would take my bath and he'd like come bring me a treat because he just knew that was my like, I need to calm down. <laughs> like I need to take a step back from everything. So um, whatever helps you, but those are just some tips of just taking a step back and like calming yourself down, you know, but yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, like I like when I was mentioning before that exercise is medica- medication, I totally think that that applies to this situation too, like what whatever mm-hmm. type. But I have other health things that I've been interested in that don't have anything to do with ADHD. It's like red light therapy and things like that that are really just like, that I feel like would apply to a highly sensitive person where it's, all, like if you just search uh, like people that are trying to lower their cortisol levels in their body it's very interesting all these like these they're like obviously trendy things to talk about but um it's so it makes so much sense to me at least that 
we should be outside more and just like people like will, are buying these like expensive red light booths for their house <laughs> but you know a natural way to get red light therapy is to go outside during sunrise and sunset and okay. and um and i i've tried to do that a little bit it's kind of hard here for sunset at least because that's what all the mosquitoes are out here in florida oh, <laughs> but um even like so i have a big flower bed in front of my house and i'm not like a early riser i I enjoy waking up earlier just so I feel like I have the most sunlight during my day. But even if it's not during that red light hour, I try to go outside like and have the sun touch my skin first thing in the morning. And because studies have showed that that is a natural energizer for your body and it naturally wakes you up through your circadian rhythm, which if, if you don't know what that is, that's like the process in your body that helps you go to sleep and wake up and have true rest is your circadian rhythm. Okay. So like the red light therapy and all that stuff is all in supporting your circadian rhythm. And even like in my own house, like, so I like to have all the blinds open. So we have that natural light in. I don't like it when the lights are on at all during the day <laughs> i just i don't like the artificial light it but oh, that yeah. that that's an that it overstimulates me i don't like it like it just i don't like it maybe i can feel the electricity on on some weird way or something i don't know i just i like the sun i want the sun to light yeah. and plus it saves our bill too i don't like it when the lights are on and mm -hmm. i've i've struggled with depression in this house that we are in because it's actually a dark house it's like deceiving oh, really? with how many windows there are but because of the way that our house like it's positioned we just don't get a lot of light in our kitchen and living room area which is where we spend most of our time and so anyway it's like yeah, but um, I will leave the windows up and not turn on any lights. And as the sun is going down, I just let my house slowly get darker and darker. And I feel like that that helps me, my body, like, recognize, like, oh, it's time to calm down. It's time to relax. It's time to go to sleep. You know, like, Ed, I've read that's that, cool. too. And that's why I do that, because of reading that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, I totally think, like, if you like people with ADHD, we are stimulated. We are very stimulated people. So I think anything you could do that helps you like calm down and relax. I like that you brought that all up. I wish that I had thought of that stuff. I thought more of like, what do I do specifically? And it's like different. It depends. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. And whatever is interesting to you at the time will work. Yeah. What do you and need that like, day? yeah. And like, even though like I always talk about like eating healthier, I also have lots of comfort foods, and I give in to all those cravings as well. Like, and mm -hmm. so you know, like I. But it, like, it is good to like recognize like, oh, I you know there are other foods that could probably like actually like help you and like yeah. your brain and stuff but yeah. it's totally fine to like i just and need like, a chocolate bar right now <laughs> like, yeah and like for me because i've 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 struggled with my weight since i was a teenager so i'm always like aware of that and always have a goal to to lose weight to be leaner you know and like i'm not ashamed of that at all that's that's something that i prioritize in my life and I'm willing to put the work in for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
thank you for listening. We're going to share all this stuff on our Instagram so that way you can see the things that help us if they helped you. And thanks for, this was like our first episode kind of talking about something like this. So maybe if it's all over the place, sorry, but <laughs> you should know that because we have kind of goes with the thing. Goes with it. Like I, I wish that it was like more organized and came out more clearly, but oh, well, you, you get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, we next week we are doing um, a funny episode. We're po- we need to post our I think we do we already have our uh, s- story submission link on our Instagram? Uh, not yet. I will put that up today. Okay, so, so we'll have it on our comes out. Yeah, <laughs> by we'll the have time it on... this comes out, you'll you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on the link in our bio. We'll sh- both share on our personal Instagrams and so if you could share a story about crazy stories about your husband or your spouse whoever is listening your spouse your partner getting hit on or even like an old girlfriend or boyfriend from way back when it doesn't have to be like a present day story but or a grandparent whoever if you got a story about somebody getting hit on like in a funny way or a crazy way or a creepy way whatever it doesn't matter we want to read those stories it, it'll be super funny and for if any of my med school friend friends um are listening <laughs> I, I hope that i get more because that is something i've come to realize with a lot of my med school wife friends that for some reason old ladies think that they can hit on the young doctors and so that's the inspiration <laughs> for this episode is a lot of stories that jake has told me from the hospital <laughs> and it's just it's super funny to me it's like border it, it it like i guess if the it was reversed then yeah that is uh, sexual harassment but for some reason i think it's hilarious because it's my husband so <laughs> yeah but anyway that's what we're talking about next week that's and then the following week yeah <laughs> And the following week, we are doing crazy sibling stories. So I hope that that we'll one, we get a, a lot of traction. Guest. Yeah, and we're going to have a super fun guest on with us. So it won't just be me and Bailey. Um, we're, our brother, Will, will be joining us. And he is, he is just the best, one of the best people out there. So we're super we'll excited to have, have him have a on. good laugh. Yeah, so. you're going to have a good laugh. He's hilarious. He's so witty and smart. So... Anyway, thank you for listening and catch us next week. All right. See you.